In the West, we have a blind spot in our thinking, which is not there in the majority of the world, the way they think. And uh, strangely, we think that we're superior, even though we have a blind spot, which is a, a great example of cultural arrogance. And the blind spot that we have, or one of many probably, is the reality of the spiritual world. Today I want to do uh, a talk which I've called uh, Heaven's War, Heaven's War Revealed, and look at how it's revealed to us in the Bible. And then, because we're not meeting like this next week, uh, I'm going to do a recording, which will be part two, and we'll email that out. And then on the 4th of June, which is two weeks' time, we'll finish off a little mini-series. I thought that that gives us an opportunity to do something that we can't usually do because we're only meeting monthly. So uh, look out for the email with the recording in and pray for me that I managed to do it as well. I want us to be aware of the reality of the spiritual war that we face. Something that is 24-7 and is unavoidable for those of us who seek to follow Jesus, but also seriously impacts those who don't yet know Jesus personally. And that's part of the battle in them coming to know Jesus. The Bible says the prince of this world has blinded the eyes or the mind of the unbelievers. There is a battle going on to see people come to faith. And that's why we're using the, the discovery study method of doing it. Can we have the, uh, the next diagram up there, please, Julian? So, I don't know uh, what expectations you have when it comes to the spiritual realm, because often we talk as though God and Satan were equal, you know, good and evil, and that they were on the same level, the same power, and, uh, but you can see here, and you see in the Bible that they're not. God has always existed. He is supreme over everything. There is no one like him. So on the next slide we have John chapter 1 verse 1 where it says, In the beginning the Word already existed. The Word was with God and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing was created except through him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. And you get a glimpse there of just how superior God is over everything else, how superior light is over darkness, but also that God created everything through Jesus. And uh, that includes the devil. He's a created being. Jesus existed before anything else. Um, Satan was a created being, uh, a very powerful angel or archangel, and he rebelled against God. And as he did that, many people think that he took a third of the angels with him, and uh, they became his servants, his demons, his evil spirits. But Satan can never and never will be equal to God. He's described as the prince of this world, and Jesus is described as the King of Kings. He's just an order of magnitude above in every way. So don't be afraid of Satan. He's uh, nowhere near as powerful as Jesus, but he is powerful, and so we treat him with caution. Jesus described him this way. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar 
and the father of lies. It's uh, not a very flattering description, is it? But that's, that's what he does. And his aim, Jesus said, in the next verse is, the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And I expect we've all experienced those ways in which Satan has been able to come in and uh, he's stolen from us, he's killed things, he's killed people, he's killed dreams, he's destroyed, he's destroyed health, he's destroyed countries. But Jesus has life on offer. Rebellion is a terrible thing and refusing to come under the authority of God leads to disaster. Mankind rebelled against God, uh, rejecting his ways, and took Satan's lead instead. And we see that on the next slide of how our lines of authority have changed because of our rebellion. We've followed Satan instead of God, and we've come under the authority and the power of Satan, what the Bible calls the kingdom of Satan or the kingdom of darkness. It's his, his, um, his domain, his rule. And that's why the world that we live in is broken and decaying. We face temptation and sickness. Uh, our destination is eternal death instead of eternal life. Satan came to kill and steal and destroy. And he's had lots of practice and he's very good at it. But Jesus came to set us free from the kingdom of Satan and to bring us back under the kingdom of God. He did that on the cross. And uh, theologians call that Christus Victor. Christ was victorious over all of Satan's power, setting us free from his dominion and power. So we have here Romans chapter 6, one of the examples. It says there, when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death has no longer, death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. So at that point where we say yes to Jesus, when we surrender our lives to him, just as we were singing about, at that point when we first do that, we are transferred out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, and Satan's power is broken. So let's go to the next slide, please. And so the correct lines of authority and power and rule are restored. But you'll notice, though, there that when we come back under God's authority through our surrender to Jesus, we're not completely free from Satan's influence. His influence is still seen in the created world around us. Um, and we won't be completely free until Jesus returns and the kingdom of Satan is completely destroyed. So although we are set free and Satan has no authority over us, we still see his influence and his power around us and to a degree in us as well. And temptation can be very powerful, can't it? And uh, sickness is something that we love to see healed. But we know that our bodies 
after the age of 25 are decaying. That's uh, bad news for today. But we also know that God heals us, even of some of the things for old age. But one day, our bodies will stop, and then we get a new body to be with Jesus for eternity. One way of thinking of it is the analogy of World War II, which I'm sure many of you have heard before. D-Day was on the 6th of June, 1944. Uh, In the Second World War, the Allied troops landed on the beaches of Normandy, and that invasion was so successful that within a couple of days, victory was assured. But victory didn't come until a year later, 8th of May, 1945. So let's have a look at the next slide, please, Julian. So Jesus' first coming and his death and resurrection, that's like D-Day. Victory is assured, but victory is not complete until Jesus' second coming. The battle is not yet over. Now Satan is broken, then he will be completely destroyed. The time between D-Day and VE Day saw some of the fiercest fighting of the Second World War and I believe there were more casualties during that period than the whole of the rest of the war put together. And there's a similar dynamic for us as followers of Jesus. We live in this time between the times. We find ourselves um, in a spiritual battle for the hearts and lives of people. And although in some ways that can be a little scary, I hope it actually comes as good news because what we're going through uh, is, is normal. You know, the reason that you feel tempted is not because you're a really bad person and God hates you. It's because you're in the middle of a battle and Satan is going to do everything he can to try and trip you up and cause you to fall. And then when he does that, he kicks you when you're on the ground and says, how could God love you? How could God use you? And he just lays into us again and again. And that is the battle that we face every day. But also the good news is that help is at hand. The kingdom of God is here. God's rule and reign, his power and presence. And we are called to pray for God's kingdom to come and for there to be breakthrough. And not to be content, not to accept what we see as the status quo, but always to pursue God, to always pursue God for the breakthrough. The command is there in the the Lord's Prayer. Uh, We are told to pray, may your kingdom come and your will be done here on earth, here in my life, just as it is in heaven where there is no temptation, no sickness, no condemnation, no oppression, no financial uh, difficulties or insecurity. That's the kingdom that we're praying for, and that is what we're pursuing. Julian, can we have the next one, please? Colossians 2, verse 14. God wiped out the charges that were against us for disobeying the law of Moses. He took them away and nailed them to the cross. There Christ defeated all powers and forces. He let the whole world see them being led away as prisoners when he celebrated his victory. It's an interesting image, isn't it, of just a complete and total victory. And uh, when the the Roman armies 
uh, won a victory, they would round up the, the generals and the leaders from that particular country and then they would bring them back and they would be paraded through Rome uh, in amongst the army as a sign of just how defeated they are. And that's what Jesus has done for us as well. Satan is completely defeated. And that means that we don't have to stand for any of his rubbish. So wherever we see death and destruction, wherever we see Satan coming to steal, kill and destroy, we have the right to say, no, we're not having that. And God has given us his authority to be able to be victors in this battle. So we have the now of God's kingdom being seen in forgiveness, healings, miracles, and all those wonderful things. We do also experience the not yet of the kingdom. Not everybody gets healed in this life. And we fight against that. The battle is very real. And there are aspects of this battle that we don't understand. And, uh, you know, I've prayed for people with cancer and they've got better. I've prayed for people with cancer and then had to bury them. And I really don't like that. And that's part of the battle. And I don't understand why all of that happens, but I know it's a battle and I'm going to pursue Jesus for as long as I have strength in my body to be able to do that. So this battle that we're in the middle of rages in the heavenly realms and it's seen here on earth as well. Satan is defeated, his power is broken, but he fights on and we are caught in the crossfire. <clears throat> in fact, more than that, we are some of the primary targets for his attack. And the more we seek to pursue God, it shouldn't come as a, as a surprise if Satan then gives us a bit of his attention as well. But Jesus is supreme over all. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. There is no one like him, no one approaching him for wisdom, power, and authority for glory, for love, mercy, compassion. Jesus is with us and he is for us in the battle that we fight. He doesn't leave us on our own, but he sends the Holy Spirit to be with us so that we can be effective and uh, comforted as well in our walk with God. So I want, you, I want to encourage you to face this battle with boldness, and not having any fear because Christus Victor, Christ has won. He is victorious over Satan and he is all powerful. He is for you, he is with you and he won't let you down. Sometimes it's tough. Sometimes we, we can fight the battle on our own but one of the reasons that God's put us in a family together is that we can't always do it on our own. We need support. We need other troops around us when the, the attack is particularly fierce. And I think um, one of the things that was being said at the, the Vineyard Leaders Gathering was that something is stirring. And I've heard other people saying a similar thing as well. Something is stirring. And we should have our eyes open because God is doing something. In the middle of the increasing darkness, the light just shines even brighter and people come to the light and people come because of all sorts of different reasons um, people come because of dreams and visions people come because of kindness uh, our son 
Henry is moving to Bangkok on Saturday. And uh, so we had a barbecue for him and his friends yesterday. And Henry came up to us and he said that one of his friends said of Mandy that she is the kindest person that she'd ever met. And that's what speaks to people. People who have all these barriers up against God, kindness just gets right the way through. So I just want to encourage you to, to keep going in this battle because Oxford is a tough place. Everywhere's tough, I know. But uh, Oxford is a tough place to follow Jesus. Uh, but God has incredible things that he wants to do here. And that includes things that he wants to do in your life and things he wants to do through you as well. And uh, so just encourage you to keep, keep seeking him. So let's, uh, let's just pray together, shall we? Jesus, we thank you that you defeated all principalities and powers and that there is no exception to that. We thank you that uh, your victory on the cross was complete and that, that it covers all time and all people and therefore it includes us as well. And so, Holy Spirit, I ask that you come and that you come and fill us, come and touch those particular points where we've been affected by the battle. Now, some of us are carrying sickness and that may just be a natural thing because of the broken world that we live in, but that's from Satan anyway. And some of it is specific because of an attack against you. He comes in on the back of physical things to make it worse or to make us think that it's just a natural thing it's just one of those things some of you have been affected by the the heavy oppression in the, the spirit realm and that weight that has been just uh, dragging you down all these weeks and months and years and God wants to lift that off you Some of you have become disappointed and have lost vision for what God wants to do through you. The fact that uh, he has anointed you to do signs and wonders and miracles. He has anointed you to bring people to faith. But there's a weariness there, there's a heaviness there that just, even hearing those words makes you think, oh gosh, do I really have to do that? So Holy Spirit, we ask that you come. In Jesus' name, I break the power of all spiritual oppression that has come against us as God's people here in Oxford Vineyard. And we pray for proxy as well for those who are uh, not able to be with us today. In Jesus' name, I break the power of that, <clears throat> that heaviness, that oppression in your spirit, in your mind, in your emotions. I break its power now in Jesus' name and I break its hold. I break the power of uh, the, the physical sickness that has come against you and the demons of sickness that have caused that. I break their power now in Jesus' name. I command those 
aches and pains, those low-level sicknesses to be gone now in Jesus' name. I break their hold. I break the power of fear and anxiety, of doubt. And every spirit that has come against you, I break its power in Jesus' name. Because it's written that God is faithful to his promises and loving towards all he's made. I break the power of weariness because it's written that those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. So be renewed, be strong, be healed. I break the power of fear and anxiety because it's written that God has not given us a spirit of fear but of power and a sound mind. Good thinking when it comes to the battle. And I bless you with that. Everything that is oppressive, everything that has stood against you, I break its power now in Jesus' name. I break the power of every physical sickness because it's written that you will lay your hands on the sick and they will get well. It's written that Jesus carried our sorrows. He healed our diseases by his wounds. We are healed. So be healed in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I break the power <clears throat> of every attack over your home, every, uh, everything that's oppressive that has come against you there, I break its power. And also in your workplace, uh, anything that has caused heaviness or misunderstanding or financial loss, I break the power of that now in Jesus' name. And I release to you your inheritance in Jesus, which includes his financial provision. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you. Not some of them, not some of them some of the time, but all of these things will be given to you. And so, Father, I ask that faith would rise up in your people today. Even for the folk who haven't been able to get here today, that you would cause faith to be stirred up again. Confidence in who you are and in your ability and we ask that you'd open our eyes to see what you're doing. We thank you that the harvest fields are already white. So help us to see where people are hungry for you and help us to cooperate with you. Thank you that you're there with us in the harvest. Thank you for your promise that you will never leave us or desert us, but that you are with us always, without exception, to the end of the age.